You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Red Sox reporter, Ian Brown. And Ian, the Red Sox, uh, mostly good stuff from what I've seen so far this spring, but some good signs as well today. It's Tuesday right now, and we got to see Christian Vasquez behind the plate for the first time since his Tommy John surgery as far as playing in a game goes um, you're down there today checking out the action. What did you see from Vasquez? Yeah, you know, it was an abbreviated stint. He only played, uh, and that was by design, he only played uh, He played two innings and he got one at bat. But it was just, uh, you know, this we're five days uh, short of when he first injured the, the elbow. So the fact that he made it back within a year, that was a, a great sign. And just to ramp up now, um, so hopefully he can uh, get back at, at full throttle here before long. And, uh, you know, Christian was, was very excited just to be back in action. Uh, also in today's game, Ian, uh, Rowenis Elias getting on the mound, his first start of the spring. Obviously, he's a guy who not expected to be in that opening day starting rotation, but who knows, at some point could be called upon to start and will certainly be a member of that bullpen. Um, I know we don't look too much into numbers in the spring, but it's more about how guys look on the mound and, and how they feel. How did he look today? Yeah, he looked pretty good. I mean, this is a guy I think he knows how to pitch, and he's got um, several different arm angles, and he got himself into a bases loaded jam there in the second inning and got himself out of it with a, a nice changeup uh, at the end of the day with a strikeout. And, you know, this is a guy who can help them not only as a depth starter, uh, but he can also help them in the bullpen. Um, so the Red Sox, I think, are, are pretty happy about having this guy in the organization. He does have minor league options which gives them the option of you know, keeping him in the system even if he doesn't make the team on the spring training. But uh, he's definitely in the mix uh, for a roster spot. And Brian Johnson also getting some work today. Another guy in that similar boat will probably start the year at least in the minor leagues, but it, at some point could be a contributor. Three innings pitched for Johnson. Uh, three hits, he allowed a run, struck out a pair. But So there's some good news. On the negative side, um, bad news and maybe breaking news today, uh, Michael Kopech, Talented prospect for the Red Sox, currently ranked number five in the organization. Uh, he was suspended last season, uh, 50 games for uh, testing positive, and now he's gotten into, I guess, a fight with a teammate, Ian, and he's fractured his hand. How did this all come about? What went down with Kopech and his teammate? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we don't really know what happened. We just know that Michael Kopech was spotted walking through the complex today with a cast over his right hand, you know, so... Uh, obviously, something happened. Uh, uh, one reporter found out that it was a, you know, it was a he broke his hand in an altercation with a teammate slash roommate. And we uh, here in Sarasota, the reporter here in Sarasota, the Red Sox Orioles game, tracked down general manager Mike Hazen in the stands here. And Mike then confirmed the story and expressed how disappointed he was and called uh, it disappointing, called it stupid on Kopech's uh, uh, behalf. So just obviously a lot of disappointment here that he would um, get himself in another sort of, um, you know, incident like this off the field that's going to take uh, some time away from his development on the mound. Now he's still very young, 19 years old. So part of this maybe you can chalk up to, to immaturity and things that a lot of guys go through, although fist fights not something everybody goes through. But you mentioned roommate as well as teammate. Is that definitely the case? And if so, I would assume – Maybe no longer roommates. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, you know, teammate, roommate. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a roommate. I'm pretty sure it was a teammate. 
And then I think they just want to protect the identity. But you know how you know guys get in little fisticuffs here and there. And I'm sure they've uh, they've made up by now. But yeah, we don't we don't know who it was. Could be any number of prospects in the Red Sox farm system. Yeah, not the kind of news that you want in spring training for sure. Um, so that's one kind of injury. Another injury on the team right now, Eduardo Rodriguez, the knee injury, kind of more of a fluke situation, uh, patella subluxation. I'm not really sure what that means, but I know that right now he's not pitching again yet. What's the what's the latest on Rodriguez, and what's the timetable for him? Yeah, Rodriguez has a uh, you know a right knee sub subluxation, and he's still uh, you know he's still been throwing every day off flat ground. But uh, you know they just uh, they haven't been able to get him on a, on a mound yet because he still has some swelling in there. And uh, you know they, they don't. They, John Farrell said if he's not pitching in a game within the next uh, eight nine days, then he's, he's probably not going to be ready to start the season on time. So we're just going to have to wait and see. Uh, it was a freak accident. He, he fell down uh, or he, he caught his bike um, doing a PFP drill early in camp. And obviously the Red Sox have high hopes for Eduardo Rodriguez this year. So it's kind of a, a tough thing. You hope it doesn't linger too long, but they're just going to have to wait and see. I was going to say, obviously, they have good rotational depth heading into the season, but he's one of the guys that I think they really expect to step up into, if not that number three pitching slot, maybe even the number two guy behind David Price. How big a blow would it be for this team as a whole if maybe he can't pitch into mid or late April? Yeah, I mean, I think that you can cover something like that for a couple of weeks because they have decent depth this year in the rotation. They have, uh, you know, Henry Owens, who's a pretty nice, uh, he had 11 starts. Last year, some of them were pretty good starts. They have uh, Elias, who we talked about earlier. They have knuckleballer Stephen Rice. Um, so I think they feel they can cover in the short term. It's just you don't want anything long-term to happen to Rodriguez because he's such a big part of not just the future, but you know, also the present. So, but I do think they can probably cover him for a week or two if that's what ends up happening. One guy they need to be healthy, and it's always a question mark with, is Clay Buckholes. Uh, he got out on Sunday, pitched on the mound, a little bit rusty, but I think the most important thing is that he's able to pitch and feel good and, and, and get back out the next time. Is that his mindset? I just need to get through a healthy spring training here and and stay healthy at least now and keep it going as long as possible? Yeah, you know, I think Clay will be fine with spring training um, as far as health-wise. It's just, you know, it's the age-old story with him where he gets in the grind of the season and then something always seems to happen at some point. And the unfortunate thing is it always seems to happen when he's in the middle of pitching great baseball. <laughs> you saw last year where he had this stretch where he was probably pitching the best he had in at least a couple of years. And then, uh, you know, one day his elbow starts hurting on one pitch against the Yankees. So, um, you know, is this maybe the, finally the year that he stays healthy for a full season? He certainly do stay healthy for a full season. So um, I'm a big Celtics guy, so I once saw Bill Walton stay healthy for one year <laughs> in 1986. <laughs> maybe, maybe it could finally happen for Clay Buckles, too. And it was a magical season, that 1986 It was, yeah. yeah. Uh, Hanley Ramirez is obviously a big story this spring. Um He's gotten to play a little bit in games. How's he looked in general around that first base bag? I know he had a stolen base on Sunday, which has to be encouraging because I know they want him to be more athletic this season. But how has he looked defensively so far? You know, Tim, he's looked okay. He's definitely putting in the work, though. And I think that's the one question people had was because, look, last year, I don't think people thought he took that outfield work very seriously. I think he just was never comfortable out there in the first place and he just didn't embrace it. And you see him out there every morning 
working with Brian Butterfield on the first base. It's just, you know, it's going to take a little time. Some of his actions are pretty good already. But, uh, you know, you definitely see him on the scoops. He's still getting comfortable scooping out those uh, those throws from the infielder. So I think that's a primary point of emphasis right now. And they're using every second, every minute they can of this camp of the spring training. So he's ready to go on, on April uh, 4th. But certainly it's a work in progress. I mean, it took Mike Napoli at full spring training a couple of years ago um, when he had such a brilliant first season in Boston playing first base. And it even took him – a couple weeks into the season. So I think the Red Sox fans just have to be patient and know that Hanley is putting in the work, know that Brian Butterfield is putting in the work with him behind the scenes and just give it time to play out and not be, not do what Boston fans always seem to do and overreact if he makes, you know, two errors on opening day. Doesn't sound like a fun day today, just taking short hops from infielders all day and trying to dig the ball out of the dirt. It's kind of a first baseman's nightmare. Um, all right, another guy you were able to write about this week, Ian Brown, Andrew Benintendi. Obviously not in the big league camp right now, but down with the minor leaguers. First round pick of the Red Sox a year ago, and he's a guy that's that's coming quick, and he's a smaller guy. He talked about that with his, in his interview with you. He played basketball but ended up going with baseball kind of because of his size, and he seems like a guy where that's kind of a motivating factor for him, being a smaller guy and, and being able to overcome that. Yeah, just just to clarify, he's not in big league campus. Just the, the whole camp is all in one right. campus here, so we're able to go and take a look at, at at some of these guys. And I, you know, I followed Ben and Tendi around a little bit during yesterday's workout. But yeah, tiny, uh, you know, really it strikes you how small he is when you first see him. But he's got great pop. I mean, he had good power numbers last year in his abbreviated season and pro first season in pro ball. I think he had uh, ten home runs and something like you know under two hundred bats. And, yeah, almost like a Dustin Pedroia type um, who, you know, people might overlook him because of his size, but that might be a mistake. This guy has great bat speed, uh, works really works hard off the field, so um, very highly rated. He's, he's the third-ranked prospect in the Red Sox farm system right now, uh, 25th best prospect in all of baseball, so he's definitely a guy that you're going to want to keep an eye on. Yeah, and he's a guy that they drafted out of college, and obviously those guys tend to move a little quicker than guys out of high school. It seems like he's going to be getting ready pretty quickly. I mean, maybe at some point next season in 2017, you would think he'll be knocking on the door. That's going to create some kind of an issue here with the Red Sox, right? I mean, there's really nowhere for him to play. I know that's a good problem to have, but they've had so many outfielders, and right now they have such a young outfield to have a guy like him coming up as well. Yeah, I mean, definitely you're hoping that uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. and Mookie Betts are going to be in this outfield for a long time. But, you know, you still don't know. There's still question marks in other places. You st- I still have no idea what Ruzne Castillo is. I can pretend that I think he's going to be a pretty good player. I mean, he's very athletic, and he shows you flashes sometimes. But we until we see him put it together, you know, we're not going to know. So there's a potential opening there for Ben Intendi. Um And, you know, these things always have a uh, – way of working themselves out so we're just gonna have to see i'm sure that's a great problem to have when you have a lot of good young outfielders who can also hit uh knocking on the door we're gonna find out uh, this season just how good this red sox young outfield is uh you know we know what we have in bets uh, we're gonna find out if bradley can hit over a full season in the majors we're gonna find out what you have in ruse castillo so it's gonna be and then you'll see how maybe ben Attendi, you know he could be knocking on the door as soon as like he said at some point in, in 2017 Yeah, it's certainly going to be interesting to track all those outfielders this spring as well. Great stuff as always, Ian. That'll do it for our MLB.com Extras Red Sox edition. Tune in again next week. 
MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.